You would not get up in the middle on a chair in the middle of a party and say, 60% of you are assholes. that intro to the promo up front podcast thank you again jason oaks for providing that that's right welcome to episode number seven of the promo up front podcast i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the original good time player man the good shepherd of hand sanitizer that's right folks the nicknames are back the one and only dr kirby hossman kirby how the hell are you you know what? I'm doing really well, man. Recording uh, this time, I'm kind of in a different location. You can see if you're watching, uh, actually on family vacation uh, down in North Carolina uh, with my team. And, and we're having a great, great week trying to unplug best I can. Um, but yeah, doing really well. How are you, bud? I'm doing great. I'm back. I feel great. Um, I'm having a good time. And that's what it's all about when we do this podcast. So I'm really fired up. You know what else fires me up, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be Kirby Hossman's master class. That's right. <laughs> Kirby, why don't you tell everybody about your master class you've put together? I believe it's in October, maybe October 14th, if memory serves. Yeah, October 15th. Uh, well, from whatever. It's yeah, October. It's in, yeah, it's in October. You're right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing our very first virtual online conference. We, we've done an end user event for the last probably 15 or 20 years. And we just kind of look at, looked at the things that everybody's looking at and decided maybe we wanted to, to rethink it this year. And so we're doing an online mar uh, marketing conference. I uh, got the speakers of Mr. Bill Petrie, one of our featured speakers, Bobby what, Leahy. Who, me? I had no idea. <laughs> well, write it down. I bet. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bobby Leigh, who's going to join us. We've got, so we've got some speakers, we've got breakout sessions, which I'm really excited about. Um, and really there's, we're using the, um, the platform Hopin, which is what comments do use for their platform. I really enjoyed that as a user. And so I wanted to uh, have that. And then we're also going to have vendors. That's something that comments didn't do. Um, but we're actually going to have our suppliers so that Good. that was a request from our clients that they wanted to still be able to sort of have that end user experience. And we're going to do that on the same platform. So it, we're really, really excited about it. It's 10 bucks uh, to, to sign up for it. Um, and the first 100 people get a pretty cool swag box. So yeah, we're fired up about it and they can find more information at hosmanmarketing.com. Awesome. And, and you should go there. You won't be sorry you did. And I think what one question you didn't answer that everybody's probably asking and might as well address to here as a speaker, do I get a swag box? Because I don't want to spend $10 because I'm speaking. <laughs> I think, I think that would probably hook you up for sure. I'm just kidding. Uh, honestly, I actually heard from uh, a couple of people who actually signed up. Meg Erber signed up um, and I know she's real excited about it. And so honestly, do yourself a favor. <laughs> I know you guys put a ton of thought into this and uh, I'm excited to be a part of it, honored to be a part of it. Um, so uh, it should be a, a real good time. And so yeah. thank you for putting that together. Really yeah, appreciate I'm, I'm that. Fired up. Thanks for bringing it up, bud. Absolutely. Okay. So you know what? I don't know, Kirby, are you ready? Are you prepared to record at a vacation level today? Because you're on vacation. I'm <laughs> vacation not going go to go above vacation level today. <laughs> I think that's all I can promise. <laughs> awesome. All right. So you've got the first topic today. What do you got for us, Kirby? Yeah. So I think 
I, I bounced back and forth about what I wanted to do, but I think I wanted to, um, because it's promo upfront, we try to stick in the promo world. Yep. Um, the, uh, I think the promotional products, uh, professionals group on Facebook is generally a really good tool. Yep. And, uh, I think that for the most part, I, like I, when I can't find something, I think Lisa and Mike and those yep. guys have put that group together. When yep. I can't find something or our team can't find something yep. um, and we've gone through the proper channels, that group has become an amazing resource to find product, to find ideas, that sort of thing. But it every has. once in a while, <laughs> occasionally, occasionally it goes sideways. And so because I'm on vacation, I'm, I'm not catching all of the things that are happening. But I woke yeah. up this morning and uh, came across a post from uh, one Bill Petrie. Yeah. And uh, I, just, I was curious about what just happened. <laughs> so here's the deal. I, I was just minding my own business last night and uh, some distributor posted the words and just the word, these words against a purple background. And all it says was, said was, suppliers are getting lazy. That's it. Nothing more, no qualifier and or anything. I took great offense to that. I'm not a supplier in the industry. I've worked for suppliers and with suppliers for years. I'm not a distributor in the industry. I was a distributor for 15 years. Hmm. I'm a services provider focused on the promotional products industry. So I understand the pain points of both sides. I think I'm uniquely qualified in that way to go ahead and respond in the manner in which I did. And so a couple of people asked some questions in this person's thread. Um, who is it? You know, what's going on? And, you know, some people are saying, you know, suppliers are struggling. I went off and I just said, you know, why, why what is the point of this? You right. know, quote, quote something you might say, what do you win by winning? What is your point in this? Because all this is, is divisive and it's intentionally divisive. Right. You know, you got a problem, talk to that supplier. Yeah. Well, the person took it down very cowardly. And to me, both acts were cowardly. It was cowardly to begin with, to put that up on the promotional products, professionals paste. And it was just as cowardly to take it down without either, uh, even uh, if, you know, if you, hey, you know what, I had a moment. I'm sorry. I'll forgive it. Right. But just taking it down. And so I ended up posting, hey, you know, that's very cowardly. And, you know, suppliers aren't getting, so I just want to make a couple points for all to see. Mm -hmm. Suppliers, they're not getting lazy. They are dealing, so many of them are struggling to survive. They're not thinking about thriving right now. Right. They're trying to survive. Um, number two, a little grace goes a long, long way. And I'm getting really tired of the lack of grace I'm seeing. And it hit me really hard last night when I saw this, because I'm not sure this person gets as upset when Amazon doesn't deliver his Coca-Cola Tic Tacs um, uh, in two days, maybe they deliver in four days. And by the way, the Coca-Cola Tic Tacs, they're weirdly really good, but that's beside the point. And then, like I said, the post was nothing but divisive. And um, I, I said, you know, I, I didn't, I, I have the person's name, but I, in my post, I said, I am showing you the grace you refuse to show every supplier in this industry. Right. And I just wanted to kind of vent a little bit because I, I wanted to defend suppliers because I think it's very hard for suppliers to, without tooting their own horn, it's hard to defend in a, a blanket accusation like that. Well, then the, of course, the post started taking on a life of its own, um, which was not my intention. Mm -hmm. um, it got all manner of, of mostly positive comments. There were a couple other people asking, you know, why do I perpetuate it? Well, 
because I think it's necessary because I think, you know, we need to realize, Hey, we're going to get through this together or we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and something like that. And so I ended up shutting off the comments on it and I've actually <laughs> thought about taking it back down, but, um, yeah, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And I mean, things go wrong, mm-hmm. you know, things happen, but you know, the global supply chain is disrupted right now. And, and if you don't think suppliers are wanting you, every, everyone to be happy customers, including the, the, the knucklehead that wrote that, they want him to be a happy customer too. Sure. And doing every single thing they can every single day to make sure that happens. And yeah, so that, uh, that chapped my hide a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I think every once in a while, we've talked about this, I think on this before, where uh, one of my pet peeves is when people start to go on one, whether it's social media, that particular group, whatever, and they start with, I need to vent. And then yeah. they want to lay, lay, you know, scorch the earth with somebody. Yeah. And I, I, I just, you know, the thing that pops into my head is I was actually having this conversation with somebody yesterday and I said, we talk all the time about treating social media differently, right? Yeah. I, I actually think that what I said yesterday was we need to start treating it more like a cocktail party, like a yes. in-person cocktail party. Yes, do what be you thoughtful would do there. and be mindful of what you're saying. Yeah, you would not get up in the middle on a chair in the middle of a party and say, 60% of you are assholes. No. Not, a, not if you want to be invited back. And I think- yeah. We need to just start uh, acting that way. Now, the one I'm going to give you one pushback just for the sake of this discussion. Go ahead. Um, taking the post down, I, I, that doesn't bother me. I think that's one of those where I could I could argue that maybe that guy, gal, yeah. again, I didn't see it, um, and said, you know what, I was off the mark. I'm going to take this down so that I don't like. I'm going to get rid of this off the internet. Right. If if that was the intent, and I I don't know. It, the intent it doesn't bother me at all. I, uh, yeah. So that would be my only pushback. I like to think the best of people. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm sure that's exactly why that person put it down. Mm-hmm. And if I could go back in time, I probably wouldn't have posted what I posted. I, I've read it. I'm proud of what I said. Sure. I, I didn't flame anybody and, and I didn't just want to vent. I really felt the need to defend 60% of our industry. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> Uh, you know, but that person probably did realize they made a mistake and took it down. Yeah. That's why I didn't use their name. There, right. There's no reason to do that. And, well, I think one the, of the things you said was we need to every once in a while take a breath yeah. and just not. There's so many times where it's like, man, I don't, I'm not going to hit send. I'm not yeah. going to hit publish. I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I think, I think those are the kind of moments where it's oh. like, okay, I'm going to take a walk instead. And I thought about it. I really right. did. I'm like, you know, there's, and, and, and honestly, it was probably, I've seen a lot of posts like that in that forum yeah. where someone's bitching about a supplier can't meet an enhanced date. Well, and sometimes it's UPS. I mean, things <laughs> aren't being delivered how they're supposed to be. <laughs> Hell, we, we could all ta- also talk about the United States Postal Service and it's taking four and five days for mail to go two miles. Right now, the world is on fire. And, you know, as much as your orders are important and they are that person's orders, whatever you know, whatever that laziness meant, I'm sure there was some validity to it on some level, but that's when you go directly to that supplier and you go up the chain of command until you either get a resolution or you don't. And if you don't get a resolution you like, then don't work with that supplier again. There's nothing gained by just broadcasting such a blanket statement like that in a forum where everybody's on edge anyway. Right. No, again, I, I my my uh, take on it is when in doubt, just don't post divisive stuff like that. And I think Agreed. that ultimately was your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, okay. I didn't, I, I might have been a little more long-winded than that. <laughs> 
maybe i don't know yeah but there was graphics so don't don't, don't judge monkey <laughs> okay your turn all right um oh i had this on my list suppliers are getting lazy they're not folks let's cross <laughs> that off all right kirby i know you're on vacation mm-hmm. but i'm hot under the kirby collar i gotta be mm-hmm. honest with you okay cool Get your debate shoes on because we're talking optimist versus realist versus pessimist. <laughs> and we're doing it now live on videotape. Okay. Whatever that it means. Okay. Sure. Plausibly live. All right. So I did a lot of thinking about this. Go a little, little background here. Last week we, Kirby and I had, had a discussion. Kirby, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong. I do not want to frame this up incorrectly. Sure. Kirby fairly staunchly believes there are two types of people in the world, mm-hmm. an optimist and a pessimist. I, on the other hand, think there's three types of people, an optimist, a pessimist, and a realist. Kirby's belief as a realist is really a pessimist in disguise. Is that a fair way to frame this up, Kirby? Because I don't want to put words in your mouth. That is 100% accurate. Kirby, you ignorant slut. (laughs) All right. So here's the deal. And I'm going to have to look at my notes here because I do have some notes. So I really did some thinking on this. So an optimist, we would both agree the glass is half full, right? The old, the old adage, the glass is half full. Optimist sees the glass half full, right? Okay. Would you agree? I, we can, I'm going to let you finish your okay. point. Then I'll... So glass half full, pessimist says the glass is half empty. So the optimist knows the glass is half full because an optimist generally knows how beautiful life can be and always expects more. I think that's a good definition of an optimist. Okay. Whereas a pessimist believes them generally, they usually believes themselves they're worthy of no more than half that glass of water. Womp, womp, womp. Okay. That's a pessimist's view of the world. You know what the realist does? Because I believe I'm a realist. Okay. I drink the damn water, Kirby. I don't worry about whether it's half full or half empty. I'm situationally or a realist and is situationally optimistic and situationally pessimistic based on circumstances in my reality. So that's where I would say there's a def, there are times where I am a, an eternal optimist about specific things based on my life experiences, based on um, the situation. There's times I'm pessimistic about things because, again, based on circumstances and, and, and expectations and things like in reality. So it's not like this worldview. I don't have a worldview that everything's always good or everything's always bad. To me, it's very, very fluid. That, to me, is a realist. Kirby, tell me I'm wrong. So I've been giving this a lot of thought too. Because you knew I was going to bring it up. I had, so I was on a run this morning and I was thinking about this. Number one, the, the thing that always troubles me is when people say, well, you're a pos- a, uh, an optimist. It's yeah. funny how that somehow has taken sort of a negative tone. Like oh, suddenly, I agree. I agree with you there. Uh, everything's rainbows and sunshine and I got unicorns coming out of my ass. That is not the, the, no. the reality of a, a positive person from my perspective. I would, my, I would my agree pers- with you. I actually would like to redefine that positive person, optimistic person as someone who sees things as they are, but believe they can impact them in a positive way. Okay. That would be how I would, um, like, it's not that I don't see the potholes in the road. Right. I just start thinking about how to solve them if I okay. care that much. Okay? okay. So, so that would be number, that would be my number one. And then really the realist comment comes from one very simple concept. Yeah. I have never in my life, I'm not saying it's never happened, but it's never happened to right. me. Had someone say, I'm a realist. And then the next thing out of their mouth was optimistic. Never. 
every single time I'm just being a realist here, okay. it's going to suck. <laughs> so let me, let me push back on that. I, I, cause I will do that sometimes. I will say I'm being a realist and I'll, I'll say I'm concerned about this or this worries me or sure. there's a pothole in the road. I love that analogy. There's a pothole in the road. I don't know if I can fix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes I know I use that as almost a defense mechanism because I don't view myself as a pessimist. Sure. I, and, and I don't believe I am. I, sure. In a vacuum, Kirby, would you say I'm a pessimistic person? No, I wouldn't say okay. that. So but I, but that statement, mm-hmm. when again, reevaluate every single time you've ever heard anybody say, yeah. look, you're an optimist, which again comes off as a slight a little bit of a slight negative right in that context i'm just being real here i'm just right. being a realist it's the next sentence is always negative right well i i get that but again okay so well there's more than three types of people let's be honest <laughs> there's there's a weirdly eternal optimist which right. that's not what i'm meaning the right. weirdly eternal optimist who thinks that you know everything's rainbows and lollipops no matter how bad it is that's terrible right. and then there's the eternal pessimist who is no matter what, you know they're gonna yes. you're, they're gonna they're gonna get a, a a big rock of gold and complain about how heavy it is. <laughs> right. Then those are the extremes, and then I think you have the centrists who are right. you lean more toward optimism, you lean more toward pessimism, or you're more in the right than the middle, which is a realist, which is where I do believe it exists. I do. I'll fight you on that. You know the realist under I, to me, and I actually wrote this down. The realist understands that in the moment like the water thing, drinking the water is the smartest thing to do in a world which is uncertain and sometimes beyond individual control. Mm. Yeah. I think that's maybe that's part of it is, is that I almost, there are very few things where I don't feel like I have some control. Okay. And I would say I, I don't, I'm not going to push back hard on that, but I, I'm not going to put a percentage on it either, but there are things that are outside of our control. So let's say we're talking about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's very outside my personal control. Now, yeah, I there's control, a lot of things you can do in the moment. Well, that's what I was about to say. I, I, I agree. So that's, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. In the moment, in the, in the, within the pandemic, the big thing, I control my happiness. I control mm-hmm. those things. So I could, to me, those two coexist very nicely that I am very concerned about where the pandemic's going and what type of vaccine, if it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, when are we all going to be able to see each other again? I'm not super optimistic about that. However, I'm going to have a great day today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's what I'm saying. The two can coexist. Okay. All right. So I think we proved Kirby wrong here. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, I have a whole different conversation. conversation. <laughs> No, that, I, I don't think anybody proved anybody wrong. Yeah, but, uh, that's good. That uh, was a good discussion. And I had you. a feeling you might bring it up. Yeah. So you know what else I'd like to bring up, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I love pretending to drink my morning coffee. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think you like coffee, do you? I don't like coffee, Kirby. It's horrible dirt water. But I'll tell you what I do like, Kirby. It's this 12-ounce powder-coated stainless steel mug from our good pals over at Webb. That's right. I love this thing. It's got this matte finish, which I love. Um, the light's making the, the, the uh, logo a little hard to see. Uh, I'm trying to tilt it every which way, but eh, there you go. There, that's probably the best way you can see it. Um, really nice coloring on the logo, and it just feels great in your hand. And one of the things, I, I, I do like hot cocoa. It's a little warm right now for the hot cocoa, but I will be drinking much hot cocoa out of this. 
I guarantee you that. And so I want to thank our good friends, uh, Rena Ashfield Wells and Dan Webb over at Webb. Uh, were nice enough to uh, send some of these and they are fantastic. And I really, I do like these campfire style mugs. Yeah, those are really cool. And I, the matte finish is certainly, oh. they, they call it powder coat. They call it yeah, matte. Yeah, powder coat. It's yeah, awesome. It's super, super in right now. So I yeah, think that, and, and in my experience, just like what you were showing, I mean, the, the logos do tend to pop off that too. So oh, that's it really, really cool. does. It really does. So thank you guys. Kirby, my turn topic. Yeah. Okay, so I saw a video uh, with Simon Sinek. You're familiar okay. with Simon Sinek, I am. right? Okay. He is the find your why guy. Yeah, he's got several really good books. Um, yeah. His latest one's called The Infinite Game, and it's really good. It's actually maybe one of my favorite ones he's written. Yeah. Um, and I saw a video with him where he was talking about vacation. So I thought it would be appropriate. And he says mm -hmm. that when he goes on vacation, he goes on vacation. He does not yeah. check in. He does not. He, he truly goes on vacation. That's right. He said, uh, you know, he actually said at one point, he's like, I tell my team that if there's an emergency, handle it because I'm on vacation. Yeah. And his, it, he got me thinking because he that. said, I the, actually love that. yeah, he said, you know, if there's nothing more that says, I don't trust you, mm -hmm. than you checking in every day. Agreed. Okay. So I, like, I struggle. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I've done a pretty good job uh, mm -hmm. of this. Um, I like to defend myself, but the fact that I like my, the, my team, I enjoy working with them. So I right. miss interacting with them. Sure. But am I just a control freak or does anybody else struggle with the idea of just disconnecting when you go on vacation? So I really love that. And, and what Simon Sinek said there kind of really has a light bulb moment for me, honestly. Because um, I do believe, you know, a lot of us say, hey, we trust our people, but then we're control freaks. We, we don't mean to be, <laughs> yeah. but we are. Yeah. Um, when I go on vacation, I don't quote unquote check in. I never do that. I check my emails once a day, maybe yeah. twice if, if there's, you know, political conversations going on with my in-laws. <laughs> um, but um, I, don't, I don't check in just to check in. That, that I don't do. Now, what, with the light bulb moment I had, though, you know, I, I thought you were going to go a little bit different direction. So I'm going to actually extrapolate on what Simon Sinek just said. If there's an emergency, I would normally say, yeah, just I'll, I'll be available as much as I can. You know, I love what he said. If there's an emergency, handle it. That tells there, there's nothing more telling about trust than just say, handle it. Yeah, I trust you. Yeah, I trust you. Well, it's, yeah, you're saying it without saying it. So I, I've never struggled with the checking in. I don't do mm -hmm. that. I think I always say, look, if you really need me, here's where I'm at. You can find me and stuff like that. And, and maybe that's, you're almost sabotaging that trust tree you're trying to build on, yeah. on some level. Yeah. And I've done a better job this week than I had, like we have a wig call, you know, this every 10 a every yeah. morning at 10 a.m. I've not been on those calls. Yeah. I uh, really, I mean, I've done exactly what you're talking about. I yeah. check my email and then there's just emails you get that you go, I forward it. Hey, can you right. handle this kind of thing? And I still think that's appropriate, but I, this is something I struggle with and, and I've never thought I was a control freak, but uh, you know, there are, moments, yeah, there are moments where I struggle with. So anyway, that's, that was just my, you know, I, I, I let me quote Greg Musillo. You know, when I, my, I worked at Proforma for, for a little while and then pretty, you know, got close to Greg and he's a very smart guy and he's very driven, very uh, single-minded and focused. And, and I respect the hell out of that. 
One of the things he said that always stuck with me is you really don't own a business until you can go on vacation and tell someone where to send the checks. Um, and that's always sat, that's always stuck with me. Yeah. Um, and I really like that. And so you are on vacation, let your team know where to send the checks. Mm-hmm. Let you hired a good team. Let them yeah. be that team. I like it. Cool. All right. Do we have Kirby. time for one more or are we jumping uh, in? Yeah, I'm going to do real quick one. Um, okay. I assume, are you, how much, real quick, because this will help frame up my conversation. You're staying in a house, either yes. on the beach or near the beach in North Carolina. What percentage of the nights are you cooking in versus what percentage of nights are you going out to eat? We are, we have not cooked in yet. No, it's great. Yep. One of the things I'm starting to see, and I think it's a real shift, you know, a lot of things are going to change in our whole society. Whenever the pandemic's over and we're back to quote unquote normal, a lot of things are going to be very different. And one of the things I've really seen a lot of recently are using QR codes to on, on tables for menus and for mm. payment. And I was wondering if you've run into that. Mm. And if so, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, it, so I have not this week. Okay, um, but you but have. I have seen it, yes. Um, and I, I think that's super cool. Um, I do too. Yeah, uh, because again, then I'm only touching my stuff. And there, I think there's several ways around it. Yeah. Um, actually, what's been super interesting this week is the restaurants are, um, you're, it's almost walking up like dairy style. Yeah. Like the menu's up here yeah. and you're ordering and then they bring it out to you. There's no yeah. menu that you're interacting with. Um, I've, I've been surprised by that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the idea of using technology in a way like that, I mean, that just makes sense to me. And it might bring, you know, QR codes were hot, then they went yeah, away. Yeah, then they died. Yeah. And, and I, so it's funny, I've been seeing a lot of them here, not yeah. necessarily for menus, but even for real estate, stuff like that. So I think that that is a thing that might come back. I think it's a great thing, for, you know, a lot, of peop- a lot of people in our industry are decrying, oh my gosh, well, I have a lot of restaurants as customers. And so we sell the, the little bill holders and we sell menus and things like that. Here's what I like about the, the QR code menu and payment system. Mm-hmm. One, um, it, 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 it makes the whole, um, uh, I don't want to say transaction, the whole event, a lot less friction, a lot less, a little more frictionless. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two, as a restaurant owner, I can change that menu every single day and I don't have to worry about printing costs. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and so I can make sure my menu is up to date. So if, instead of somebody ordering and, and having the waitress or waiter take that order and then have to come back and say, I'm sorry, we're out of that. Yeah. You can do that. Happened last night. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, and I do think there's still an opportunity in promo and print. You can create really cool eye-catching for most restaurants. A fine dining establishment is not going to want a QR code on their table. Right. Got it. But most of the restaurants that we go to, that you go to, yeah. QR code there is fine or have a little little table stand where you scan it. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, uh, I think it's really cool. And it's an opportunity to really start thinking, uh, you know, coloring outside the lines a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how do I make that attractive? How do I make the QR code look a little better? How do I draw people's attention here for, hey, here's drink specials and here's this and here's that. So I actually just think it's a very interesting thing. And I think it's one of those things you're going to see in a lot of your fast casual establishments. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're going to do away with uh, menus and uh, taking your card. I think you're going to pay it right there through your phone. Yeah, I think the the, the challenge you have there is um, just overcoming the technology gap. Yeah, um, you know where people who don't aren't yeah. as technology savvy. But I think you know again that's an opportunity too. Is that you communicate how how to do it? Where can yeah. you get the app? All that sort in, of thing. Yeah, in the Dallas Fort Worth airport, there's quite a few restaurants that actually over, even before the pandemic had 
not the menus, but that's how you paid. You, you had the option. You could flag the waiter or waitress down and certainly pay the traditional way. But if you wanted to, and you got to go, pay and go. Yeah. And so cool. I, I think you'll offer the option for a while. And then over time, you phase it out. Yeah, that's cool. Something we're not going to phase out, Kirby, is the party in the back. <laughs> and that's where we are for this podcast. Now, we're going to have a little bit of fun, Kirby. Okay. I, this is called masks as fashion industry challenge rapid fire all right kirby this is how we're going to play <laughs> masks are now a fashion statement right i agree um I, I i you know i have masks you have masks and we wear them and it's important for us to wear them um but they're becoming somewhat of a fashion statement so i'm going to name people in our industry and i want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind if you were designing a mask for them to wear <laughs> okay Okay. Okay. I double checked this. There are no wrong answers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's start with the lovely and talented Catherine Graham. What? So, just really quickly. Yes. What? So, what I would put on? What? What? You, she comes to you. All these people come to you. I want you to decorate a mask. Of what you think I would like? What you think I should? You know, what is my brand? That type. Okay. Of thing. Um, Catherine Graham. Catherine Graham, uh, listen to my advice. I'm smart. Wrong. Something of hockey. Number two, John <laughs> Norris. And she Bitcoin. is smart. And we should all listen to Catherine's advice. It should just John say Norris. Bitcoin. Oh, Bit, uh, Bitcoin for Norris? <laughs> is that John Norris's is Bitcoin? Yeah, he's just Bitcoin. Okay. Did, did you mean uh, blockchain? Technology, money. Got it. Whatever. I was thinking bourbon. Okay. We'll go with, we'll go with blockchain. Okay. Dale Denham. Thoughtful tech guy. Yeah, that's kind of what I had. I had something <laughs> smart that would take us all 18 months to figure out. Um, <laughs> Paul Bellantone. Oh, I, I think that uh, I would put something along the lines of being our ambassador. PPI, yeah. the ambassador. I put the PPI logo. That's yeah. just what I thought. Yeah. It'd be so closely intertwined there. Yep. Uh, Kelsey Cunningham. I'm quirky and fun. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I had a spatula crossed with a meat fork like this because she likes to cook. She's a big oh, chef. Yeah, so I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Dana Geiger. Dana Geiger. I don't know. The, the words that come to my mind with Dana is just funny and kind. Okay. I like it. I put the Citadel because she just dropped off her oh, son at the Citadel. Citadel. That's a good one. Uh, Shannon Laredo. If you don't get this one, man. Really? Yeah. I can on. think of a couple things I would put. Then, uh, you know, make, make her three masks. <laughs> make her three masks. You know, I, so she inspires me from a fitness perspective. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, she's, she loves her pumpkin spice, which I know that you're kind of, that's what you're drinking right now, probably. Right. Um, and but I think that the, the journey she's gone on with the fitness thing inspired you. Yeah. Okay. I thought be awesome. She always like, or be amazing. Oh yeah. Go be amazing. Go be amazing. Dana Zezzo. Oh, he's the OG. I literally would put the OG of social. I thought about that. I th but Get social. I, I thought Bowen, Gab probably be the right one. I'm, yeah. I, I'm wrong. I put bow and arrow. I'm wrong. <laughs> David Schultz. Oh man. We're I almost dead by the way. Yeah, well, he's one that I just, I always think of him as a renaissance man. 
Okay. He's, he's like, he's great at fitness stuff. He plays guitar. He's creative. Like he's, he's sort of a modern day Renaissance man. I, I put, a, I thought maybe a picture of his awesome faux hawk, which I'm really jealous of his hair. <laughs> um, Meg Erber. Oh, it's gotta be something jujitsu related, right? Yeah. I, I put something super badass that would make you think more than twice about fighting her. Yeah. Um, Sam Cabert. Oh, yeah, Sam. Sam's would have evolved for me. I oh think, yeah. Actually, I think a, a sort of an outline of him sitting cross-legged meditating. Yep. Uh, that Perfect. Would be... I put something zen. So I think we're right <laughs> on the same page there. Tim Andrews from ASI. Tim Andrews. Tim Andrews. You know, obviously he's uh, also another ambassador in our industry. But for whatever reason, I, I always think of him as as like um, driven and high energy. Like, like yeah. whenever I am listening to him speak, I get fired up. Mm-hmm. I put thoughtful because he's yeah. very thoughtful in the way oh, yeah. he responds to things. So I don't know what the the uh, uh, you know, physical or artistic manifestation of that is, but yeah. whatever. All right, we only have four more, Kirby. <laughs> okay. Brittany David. Brittany David. You know, I, I think women empowerment comes to mind. Like Wrong. Aggie logo. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Although, although she does empower women, and, and I do, you and I both are very big advocates of that. I think the Aggie logo is a little more appropriate. Jason Noakes. Jason Noakes. I, dude, it's got to be a guitar right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I of put, course, Promo Pulse. Yep, that's kind of what I had. The Promo Pulse beat with the guitar. Yep. Kirby Hassaman. What would you do for yourself, Kirby? Uh, well, I mean, I guess I would just say the we designed a mask that says spread joy. Yeah, and I love that one. So, Last one, Kirby. Bill Petrie. Bill Petrie, I think I would put a giant logo of a pessimist. <laughs> but also Aggies. So Aggies, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> it's become a new tradition for Bill to... Wrong! <laughs> it's become it a new tradition be... for Bill to get up in the middle of the podcast and leave. <laughs> it is. It is a new tradition for me to get up in the middle of the podcast. No, Kirby, we pick the Van Halen mask that was up for three days 72 hours on gear human before eddie van halen's lawyers shut it down <laughs> but I, got no, I, mine. Think, I, I think the van halen one is a really good one too I, I think so too and i think i should put this on and wear this for every podcast kirby yeah sure no no I, I, I think it would be nice for our listeners kirby you know what else is nice for our listeners <laughs> what's that bill thank you so much for knowing to ask that would be kirby hossman hossman marketing's master class that's october the 15th two o'clock to five o'clock he's got speakers gonna have a virtual trade show floor have suppliers there it's gonna be a really good time head over to hossmanmarketing.com it's 10 bucks 10 bucks that's about three dollars and 33 cents an hour folks not that much money for a really good time you might even learn something and you're definitely going to engage with some really good and hopefully smart people besides me. Kirby, <laughs> thanks again for having the courage to do this podcast with me. <laughs> I, I think we're about done. That's right. Promo up front. Party in the pit.